0: Welcome to Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline, the podcast. If you're one of the people who have stopped by our blog at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com, thanks for reading and for finding us here. If this is the first time you've heard of us, we're glad you found the podcast.
1: I'm Kelly and I'm Jacqueline. And we're back in the book cave and we have with us our special guest, Moose, the dog. <laughs> and um, Grace is running around. She's the cat and she'll be, you'll hear her meowing shortly, I'm sure. Episode seven. Can you believe so it? 7. 7. Wow.
0: I'm really proud of us. <laughs> I, I know. Who would have thought? There right? are lots of podcasts that don't make Episode 7, so I feel pretty good about this. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Oh, right. So we are talking about Still Life by Louise Penny. Book number one in the Chief Inspector Gamache series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, as you know on the podcast, for every book that we are talking about, we choose a cocktail that is in some way related to the story. And today, because we're reading a book about a small town in Quebec, we have chosen a Canadian beer. Um, I again, I don't know how we keep coming up with French phrases to say in this podcast. <laughs> so I feel like speaks this French is the hardest language. Maybe I. Well, either way, we've. We've told you this before. We don't speak French, so I'm going to tell you the name of the beer, and I'm going to say it the best I can according to my phone translator. Uh, La Fouine du Monde in French-ish, which means in English, appropriately, the end of the world. And that is (laughs) very appropriate. Feels like a good beer to have tried in 2020. In 2020. It's a Belgian triple-brewed ale, right? Yes. Triple-brewed I don't know. I don't remember. They did it three times. Right. With spices. Mm-hmm. And it's tasty. And Kelly has, for us today, a little treat on the side of some bold and spicy peanuts. So we're basically at the bistro, but here in the cape Right. Right. <laughs> and which I'd also like
1: to point out that this beer is 9% alcohol. Oh, yes. So it's, it's,
0: it's a strong one. Yeah. But it's good. It is really and good. And it's from Quebec, which is why I chose it from the... Beer cellar at our local grocery store.
1: <laughs> the beer cellar.
0: <laughs> so, um, it's from again. I think it's Unibrew is the name of the company, but it's from Quebec. It's it's pretty tasty if you like a Belgian style, and uh, the little spice behind it really does taste of fall, which is nice because that's when we're that's when we're living right now. So here we go. All right, so I'm going to
1: give you a little summary about Still Life by Louise Penny. It's the first book in the series, like we said of the Chief Inspector Gamache um, series. So, Chief Inspector Armand Gamache is called to investigate the mysterious death of a local re- resident, Jane Neal. And they're in the village of Three Pines, which is just this small little town outside of Montreal. It's a fictional town. Um, Gamache and his team... Okay, this is where my French comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Jean-Guy Bouvard. And uh, his kind of rookie intern, not a lot of experience, uh, Yvette Nicole, um, they arrive on the scene to find Jane's dead body in the woods. And after closer examination, they find a puncture wound in uh, Jane's body. And they uh, discover that looks like it could have been caused by a wooden arrow. So they do, they think in the beginning that it's a um, hunting accident. She was, you know, killed by somebody who was bow hunting. But after further investigation, uh, it reveals that it's actually murder. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. So basically, that's the premise of the book. And the book is very character driven. Yep. Agreed. So um, I think that's what we talk about. What we will be talking about most is the characters, the character and setting, because I thought the village was very quaint. Yeah. And a character itself. Right. For sure. Right.
0: Yeah. So, but as per usual, before we get into too many spoilers about this book, uh, we want to talk to you really quickly about what it is we're reading now. Um, And then we'll be getting into our regular spoiler alert warning. So what are you reading now, Kelly? So
1: I just started today because I finished Still Life. I just started uh, Sophie Kinsella's, it's the advanced reader's copy of Sophie Kinsella's um, Love Your Life. That's what it's called. Okay. Typical Sophie can sell it to.
0: Oh, well, she's good, though. She is. I like she's her. She's so funny.
1: I feel like she gets funnier She, the more she writes.
0: And for any of you who may or may not have stopped by the blog, um, Kelly just wrote a, p- a post recently about getting these advanced reader copies, and um, it's pretty cool how they put them out to people who they hope is going to get the word out, you know, kind of pre-publishing. So it's always fun when you get a chance to see it before mm-hmm. it's actually available. Um, I finished up a couple of books that I referred to in the last um, in the last episode recently. I finished Big Summer and I finished uh, Angle of Repose for Book Club. And that was obese. That was like 600 pages and it was an epic family saga. <laughs> so I am now taking on something that I hope is going to be a little bit lighter in Feels Like Falling by Christy Woodson Harvey. Mm. Um And I think you and I are in the same online club online on Facebook, right? The Friends in Fiction group. Mm -hmm. Um, She's one of the, I think, founders of that group. But also um, people have been raving about this book lately. And it came up on 3M. So I'm going to check it out through Cloud Library. And I'm also reading um, Emily St. John Mandel, 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 uh, who wrote Station Eleven. Yes. That cool but also terrifying zombie book. Uh, She's got a new one, newish one called The Glass Hotel. So I'm taking on those two now, plus the secret book for our next episode, which we'll tell you about at the end of our discussion of still life. Which is another
1: French author. Yeah.
0: I don't know how this keeps (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) So, all right. So that's what we're drinking, what we read for this episode, what we're reading now. So from this point forward is going to be spoilers. So, if you have not read Still Life of the Chief Inspector Gamash series, press pause, finish the book. Again, it's a quick read, and come back and listen to our thoughts on it after you've finished. Right. Okay, fair game. Fair go game. Go ahead. Let's do characters first. Always. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do it. What do you want to start with? Well, I think let's go with Gamash. Okay, Gamash. Yeah.
1: Uh, so I would think that, so here's my impression of him. He's like... You know what the thing is, is that they really don't describe what he looks like.
0: Did you notice that? Mm, Keep going, but I'm going to find the section where they there's like a little bit of a physical description. Okay, yeah. But keep going
1: because, you know, it doesn't really I mean, you know, he's older because they describe that, you know, he has a wife and his children are grown. Right. Mm hmm. But I don't remember anything about his physical like is he gray haired? Is he paunchy? Is he anything like that?
0: Do you? I do, so hang on a second. Okay.
1: But anyway, he's this gentle soul that I feel that likes to think the best of everyone, mm-hmm. Um, which is not a bad thing. You know, your quote is always assume good intent. So. Yes. yes. <laughs> I feel that's what he does, so he's a great character that way. Um, But sometimes I think he, you know, like he should stop, like Yvette, for instance, Mm -hmm. in his relationship with Yvette. You know, he should just put her in her place, and he never really does.
0: Well, he does, Uh, but she she doesn't get it. No. No, she definitely does not get it. But when he finally pulls her aside and says, there's a bus out of here, get on it. Right. Like... But right. I think that he and I think he recognizes, and I, there's a, a section in here too where he talk, like he does recognize that he gives people kind of too many chances, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but I think that he is doing that because he sees some potential in her. Like she does have some good ideas and she does right. you know she comes up with some good like connections in the case, but her bedside manner for lack of a better phrase is really it's really
1: terrible. <laughs> and it's just amazing how much she gets it wrong. Yes, so wrong. But um but he seems to be really reflective. Mm-hmm. You know, like he sits on the park bench and he just reflects and he observes, you know, without He's one of those quiet souls that you don't know what he's thinking is what I get.
0: Yeah. And I think that's maybe by intention too a little bit. Like oh, yeah. he, you know, he doesn't want to show his ace, right? right? Is that the phrase? <laughs> he doesn't want to
1: well, show Well, because you know, he's, he sits there and he makes them, um, you know, he um he sits there and he um makes them talk like he never interrupts them you know what i'm saying because if he
0: oh right he he waits them out yeah he does and
1: so there's like these awkward silences until somebody finally speaks
0: yes and i think um i i can't remember what else i was reading or watching recently but there that's a tactic that oh yeah who want more information we'll use they'll just like in a battle of wills they'll wait it out because people hate uncomfortable silence oh, right absolutely. they'll they will say anything to fill it and yes. if you just give them a chance most right. of the time they're gonna fill it with something, something that's useful to you right exactly yeah yeah um anyway I can't, I don't know why I can't find the section in the book but I feel like there was a sort of description like he's he's mustached and he's got okay. gray hair and um I don't know it whatever I I guess when I picture him in my head, I picture almost a caricature of Sherlock Holmes. Isn't that funny? You know what I picture? <laughs> I picture Santa Claus. Do,
1: do and you know? I do. I do. Just well. like a beard, and, and no one, I don't know why I got a beard. Just this paunchy guy in his like little uniform. Yeah. Not very tall, and just
0: uh, uh, Santa Claus is what I picture. Okay. Just Santa the, Claus just, in Burberry. Cause he wears we, yes. a Burberry tweed know, coat. I know just, we have that description. Right, that's uh, what I picture. Yeah, just the okay.
1: reflectiveness and the, the quiet soul and that kind of stuff. I,
0: I can... feel like this series would probably make for good TV. Like, oh, a, I think so. Like, like a
1: BBC type, thing.
0: yeah, or uh, <laughs> like a, a Netflix limited series or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, yeah, I, he's very. I think he's a gentle soul. I think, and and it says, I think, at one point that he talked about. He likes what he's doing. He's not looking to be promoted. He's not, mm-hmm. he's not, it's not that he's not ambitious, but he's, he's happy and he's good at what he does. And so he's making the, you know, the best of that right. situation. And he likes his team. You know, he's got people that he trusts. So let's talk about Jean Guy. Jean Guy. Jean Guy. Say his last name again. Uh, well, okay. In
1: my, yeah, butchered French, Beauvoir. Okay. Beauvoir. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so he's also, He's a little bit of comic relief, I think.
1: He is, but you know, he's the one that you I feel that it's not flushed out.
0: And so maybe we get a little more of him later right. in the series, right? right? So when we talk about this this book is a lot of setup. This book is it's So we let me let's back up. We chose Still Life because the 16th I think book in this series came out in the last month, I feel yeah. like. Um so this it's 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 a strong series it's yep. long standing and just from being on a public desk we know Kelly and I know that this is a high demand series like there are devoted fans of Inspector Gamash who know when the next book is coming right. and they're right there when it's ready so um i haven't read anything further in this series but um but i would imagine that they're setting us up for more of this character development because there's some definitely some loose ends with some of his team too right So, but as far as Zhang Yi goes in this book, you know, he's, he's right there to be like the idea bouncer. He comes to Gamash's defense when they're trying to take his badge and his gun because he refuses to arrest a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, you know, crashing down these darkened stairs at the end when they're trying to get to Clara, who we'll talk about later. You know, he's right there. He wants to be helpful. He respects Gamash, Right. But I think we're going to see... I think probably we would see a little bit more of him going forward. Yeah. yeah. I would hope so.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So that's really all I have to say about him because yeah. I just didn't feel like he was that fleshed out. That's uh, fair. He was just like a sidekick and whatever. But um, Yvette, <laughs> she <laughs> was
0: fascinating. Oh. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. I'm just going to call her Nickel even though I know it's right. got the French well, uh, Nicole, um, Nicole. Emphasis, Ni- right, Nicole, right, Nicole. Right. Um, um, yeah.
1: What a piece of work she is. Well, I go back to the very, I go to the very end of the book, and, and I think this epitomizes her personality and the way she thinks when she's looking in the mirror. <laughs> and, <laughs> this is my
0: favorite
1: part. <laughs> in Ruth's bathroom. Yep. And she goes to use uh, a character named Ruth's bathroom, and on there's writing on the mirror in the corner of the mirror, and it says, you're looking at the problem. And so she looks around behind yep. her to look for where the problem is instead of looking at herself. She just doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. She's searching around the bathroom and
0: yeah, no it was, <laughs> I, just, like, I think that was like her character in a nutshell. oh, absolutely like, every you know, it was never her fault. She was never you know, she was never in the wrong. She didn't understand why Gamash was not letting her just like plow forward kind of bull in a china shop with this case and with interviewing people and. And, and he was, he was really kind in, in his, it, it, like initially he sits right. her down, he wants to have a talk with her, you know, trying to explain to her like that this approach isn't great and she just doesn't hear it. She doesn't hear it. Nope. And then, and then Jean Yi, he couldn't,
1: he just <laughs> didn't like her at all. <laughs> I mean, that was the one thing that you knew from the get go is like he had no patience for her. Right. You know, she was messing up left and right and he was upset with Gamache for being so patient with yes. her. Yes. And yeah. So yeah.
0: and and I think um, you know, in Gamasha's defense, I I feel like personally I kind of get it. I tend to give people a lot of chances and redo's and, and that's you know, some usually it works out, which is right. why I keep doing it, right? Well, and
1: you know, this is the only, only the first right. book, right. right? So we don't know what happens in the next
0: fifteen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But she what he finally says to her. I, like, I'm done with you here. Get on this bus, go back to Montreal. And she's just destroyed, and she 100% does not understand why he's saying these things to her. Like, mm-hmm. why, you know, I, I can't believe he's doing this. I didn't screw up. I can't. I, and she's going home, and she's so ashamed because her family's so proud of her for being what is, okay, for being a part of the, is it surete? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. That's which I, another. Which is, I guess, the police force. Why I should have probably looked that up, right. but I Local didn't. Local
1: police or and, no, or
0: government police? I don't know. Yeah. And and she feels like this. I mean, this was her big shot, and she's and she blew it. But she doesn't know that she blew it. She thinks that he's done that for her, right? That he just doesn't like her, and this is the end of that. So I'll be curious to see how she pops up in future books. Because I don't think we're done with her. No, I would think not. And I wonder if she, if the character will develop or is she going to become a villain who's sort of like trying to sabotage him all the time or, um, you know, are we going to see this character get better and better?
1: Well, you know, that's interesting that you say that because, you know, uh, the a lot of the theme in the book was the evil right in front of you that you don't know and mm-hmm. that you're... Like, you become evil, or I don't want to say evil, but mean or bad or bad seed, whatever you want to call it, because of the experiences you've had or think you've had as you kind of grow up. So you take Ben, for instance. Yeah. And you think that Ben had a bad life Mm -hmm. because his mom was really mean and then, you know, whatever, and come to find out, she wasn't at all. He made it all up. Right. So then he was just bad from the start. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: And his perception became everyone else's reality, because right? Because
1: they didn't like. Um, she's not
0: going to walk around being like, "My kid's an idiot," <laughs> right? Like she's right. not going to say that, right? You know, he's a liar, whatever. So she didn't really have a chance till the end to defend herself, right? And by then, it was too late for anyone. So that's to change interesting. That.
1: So will that theme carry on in terms of Nicole?
0: Oh, maybe. You know, I'm just saying that was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that could be Kelly's themes, ladies and gentlemen. I know was really good at <laughs> picking am. those out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, anyway. Okay. So, let's talk... Can we talk about Clara and Peter? Yes. Okay. So, Clara and Peter are Jane Neal, the victim's closest friends, yes. both geographically and, I think, like, in life, right? Mm-hmm. And um, And they, to me, <laughs> are very suspicious from the onset. Peter, I think, is suspicious. Clara, I think, because we see so much from her perspective in the book, and yes. she's... You know, she's trying to dig into this and figure out who did it, and she's taking the dog, and, you know, she's trying her very best to, like, keep everyone calm in town. And – but since we don't read very much about Peter, for me, that was sort of like a, oh, maybe it's him, right? And and how is this going to affect their relationship when she figures out that it's him? And I was really wrong about that. Okay. Like, can we just talk about that for just a yeah. second?
1: At the very end, when she goes – to uh, Timmer's house, right? She's in Timmer's yeah, house. Yeah, in the basement. No, 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 when she gets, like,
0: kidnapped and, t- and gone there. Yeah,
1: so whose house is she? she goes to Jane's house. house. I can't even remember. Anyway, I think she's going to talk to Pierre. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then it just goes to the next, like, section of the thing, and it's Ben answering. Yeah. And that's when you know. <gasps>
0: yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, she did a great job, I think, red herring. Herring. Herring yes. Yes. <laughs> Red Herringing. I don't know what the verb is for right. that. Leading us down the wrong path of belief, because, I suppose. It, because even though it? I
1: knew, like I had read this book before, I was just reviewing it. So even though I knew and I had figured out and remembered at the very beginning, okay, I know who
0: does it, but I was still surprised. Yeah. Even, you know. Yeah. And um, going back to Gamash and his character and, 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 you know he 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 is not afraid to admit when he makes a mistake. He right. talks about how he gave Ben that excuse for yes. all the furtive looks and the kind of the hangdog attitude, that and Clara. that he was in love with Clara. Right. And maybe he was in love with Clara, but also he's a murderer, <laughs> a manipulative murderer. Yes. I mean, he manipulated
1: all those people for mm-hmm. years, like from a very young age. Yeah, and I wonder, like. You kind of wonder when Peter discovered that it was Ben. Peter knew it was Ben. You think so? I do. Okay. And because there were um, times before it was that you knew it was Ben that he was, like, very sad. And they were, like, like he just, they talked about Peter's expression on his face. Okay. And I just think that Peter knew that okay. it was Ben.
0: I and mean, I guess in my subconscious, I was thinking Peter thought Claire did it.
1: Oh, so, I think that knew I think that.
0: Because they, they kept talking about, like... The chasm between Clara and Peter, yeah. right? And he was upset that she went in the woods without him, and yes. that she was talking to Gamash without him. And at first, I was kind of like, "Man, like, big okay. deal." But also, I guess as I was reading it, I thought, "Okay, well, maybe he's upset because she's trying to distance herself from him, and and how the case is going to unfold." Which is another reason I was kind of thinking was Peter was going to be the guilty party. Right. But I just think he knew it was Ben. Yeah, from the bad because they were
1: really close, uh-huh. and, and you know. And the fact, so the whole thing about the snakes, remember? Oh, <laughs> the Gross. the story was that mm-hmm. uh, Ben's mom would put him in the basement with all these snakes or something like that. Wasn't that it?
0: Wasn't it at boarding school?
1: No, I thought it was in her basement. Okay, which is why when she, when Clara oh, maybe. was in the basement, yeah. she thought okay. it was snakes down there because yep. that's the story yep. that Ben You're right. would tell. You're right. So, and that Peter would go stay at Ben's house over the holidays to protect Ben from his mom. Yeah. Yeah, Timber got a bad rap. In she this did. Book. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that. So even Peter fell for it.
0: Like, yeah. And he was really close to it, like maybe a little too close to see the situation for what it was. Right. Yeah.
1: So interesting. But, just interesting play.
0: So the non people characters in this book, food. Food is, oh, food! <laughs> food is a big one. The oh, Gabri and Olivier, right? Yeah. Is that, okay, that was they were the couple who ran the B and B and the yes. bistro, and they're yes. like constantly feeding people, people. And right, they're like the the incident room for the case is set up at the restaurant for a while. All and, kinds of sandwiches and, and yeah, Sup- soups and sandwiches. Yeah, and it made me hungry reading it, it a little did. bit. Um, but they they were also. Like they made a big deal, kind of, about Gamash sitting in this bistro and he was getting information from individuals just because he was like sitting around sipping a drink or whatever. Um We should have probably, just as an aside, had scotch today because there was a lot of scotch. Oh, there was. But I I just can't. I can't.
1: I cannot do scotch. You know, it's not. It's probably not even the taste. It's the smell. I can't. I can't handle the smell of scotch. I got a nice single malt of Yeah, as,
0: I was like, as an aside to the aside. Our audio engineer's face just lit up when we talked about Scotch. I <laughs> I so, <aye>, sure. <laughs> so we should have maybe brought him one. But um but yeah, I think because he was just sitting around in this bistro and it was like this cozy little place where there were just like little tables and chairs and it made uh an environment that welcomed kind of that for lack of a better phrase, intimate conversation, right. he was getting more from people in that bistro than he was anywhere else. I mean, he right. was getting more conversation and information from people there.
1: Can we just mention the blind for a minute? You know, the, the deer blind? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I never thought about this before. So, when Gamash was up in the blind, <laughs> having his tiny panic attack vertigo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it said that it's just, I just never thought about it before that. If and he and I don't think he was a hunter,
0: Gamash? Yeah, no, I don't no. think
1: so. So, or who was it? Maybe it was Clara that was up there. I can't remember. But they were talking about um, it's a blind because you don't want to see what you're actually doing to mm-hmm. a living creature. Yeah. So the,
0: wow. Yeah. Right. Yep. But meanwhile, Three Pines is full of people who are hunters, oh. and it's and it's a it's. A, it's a long-standing way of life for a lot of families. And there was a, that whole debate between um, who was the family they thought were the killers. The Crafts? Crofts. Crofts. Yes. The Crofts and Jane Neal because they were, like, encroaching on, on her property. property. And, yes. you know, that yeah. was a whole thing. They had so, no
1: boundary. You know, they yeah. would just
0: go on people's So yeah. I don't know if that was just a tool in still life to make it make you believe that the Crofts were guilty right. for this debate or if this is a, a thing in Three Pines. but. Right. Hunters who hunt for food don't necessarily see it that way. No,
1: but I just—it was just an interesting way to look at it from a non-hunting point of view. No, for
0: sure, because there are people who go out and just do it for the sport of it, which I think is maybe what she's what I think it was Clara was referring to. Um, Because then there was the the terrible. (laughs) Malenfant was that his name? Oh yeah, yeah. The guy who was who went out every Sunday, yeah, whether yeah. he was allowed to or not, and took deer whenever yeah. he wanted to, and he didn't care about licensing and numbers. He was right. just out there for the sport of it, right? right? Right. So I feel like yeah, he was probably blind to what he was right. destroying, <laughs> right? Um, but then it's interesting because I believe that a deer blind is called a deer blind because you're the deer are blinded to you. Well, right. right. Is right. that, I, I think well, that's a called sure, that. Well, I'm sure, yeah. Um, but there was, yeah, there was some realization about, and also because it was elevated in a tree, you could see so much more. Right. Which I think she was drawing on the right. irony there, so. That's funny.
1: And then the other thing that we have to talk about mm-hmm. is the picture, the painting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, Fair day. I can't even describe <laughs> to you what my imagination makes of this picture. I just picture this big, bright, gaudy, childish. Uh-huh. Like it was done in crayon.
1: Yes, yes, exactly.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we know it's not because that's how Ben kind of screwed himself, right? Right by painting it in, right? Um, yeah, I don't imagine that to be a piece of art that I would (laughs) want to put put in my house, but (laughs) (laughs) um, and then okay, so when they walked into Jane's house the first time after they get it back from Yolanda, right? Uh Um, and they walk in and it's this day glow wallpaper and it's right. I, like i'm it was imagining velvet, i'm imagining it? phone emojis like the smiley faces you <laughs> right, know what i mean right, right. and I was like i and this was not my first time reading this book and i had forgotten about I, that i right, would forgotten and that. i was like what why would she put that on her walls right like velvet wallpaper what is this i had forgotten that this was to hide right the drawings that went on and on and on right um and that would have been cool to see, like that, you know, and again, if you were watching this on a screen, see, it would yes. be cool to see that in this, right. you know, right? otherwise lovely, furnished with antiques, classic home. I gotta tell you, I I liked
1: it, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like I have to read the second book, but I didn't like it a lot.
0: Okay. You know, I don't know why. I didn't, I didn't mess with the characters that much. Okay. So, was there too much development going on and you wanted some more? I guess I wanted more answers. I, and I guess, yeah, no, I did, guess I didn't feel that they
1: were fleshed out enough. Okay. And I get that there's 15 more books in the series yeah. and that way we'll get that. So, it, it, it draws you in because it's, you want to find out how they develop or. Right. You know, but.
0: And we were talking about this before we started recording, you guys who are listening. We don't know if the rest of these books take place in Three Pines. No, we don't. <laughs> and I'm—I think that they do. I feel like that's true, but also, like, it's not a very big town. <laughs> so, no. So, so we're curious to know how they're going to carry on with sixteen. Because I assume it's one case per book, and then the development oh, see, right, of, this, right, right. of this history with him and yeah. and the case they keep alluding to, and the right. development of these other inspectors. But um, if if so, Three Pines is a really unlucky place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, so maybe you don't want to live oh, there. <laughs> yeah.
0: So this book is from 2011. So book 2005. Number, I'm sorry, 2005. This paperback was from 2011. 2005. Okay. We're now in 2020, and um, she's on book 16. So it would be interesting to see how it progresses from here. So right. I might. I think I'm going to go back and read the second one and see how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, I did the same thing with the Stephanie Plum books. I uh, read. I didn't start reading those until there were, like, 17 or 18 oh, in existence. Okay, okay, And I just needed something to fill, uh, you know, a gap in my reading on vacation or whatever. And I checked. I read, like, 14 of those back to well, back. Because they're, like, boom, done. Right. But also, I learned an important lesson with that, which was don't. Read something like that back to back to back to back to back to back to back because I got tired of Stephanie. Oh, I, I was bet. like, girl, pick a pick a pick, dude, pick him, pick a guy, <laughs> get it together, right. right? So I found that now that I'm I'm reading them as they come out, I I like her more. But right. By like book ten, I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, right. I need you to I need I you to pick, that. right? I can totally. So, see that. um, yeah. I don't think I would read these back to back. No, but I think. You know, if I sprinkle them in with the rest of my reading, I might right. try to catch up with the series because yeah. I had forgotten that I enjoyed this the first time I read it, which was for book club, by the way, well, there <laughs> long you go. Um, long time ago. And then I did mean to go back and read it. And then another person in my book club right after this told me she went through and read them all in a row. And now she's one of those people who waits and waits for the next one to come out. So hmm. they must stay. They intriguing. have a following. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So still life Louise Penny. We're giving it a recommendation. Mm-hmm. But but with a caveat that the characters need a little bit more character, <laughs> right. right, right, right. <laughs> but we're hoping to see that as the series progresses. Correct. Right. So, all right, okay. So for our next
1: podcast, yeah. yeah. So we've decided that we are going to attempt mm-hmm. <laughs> Rebecca, and again, my French, uh, Daphne du Maurier. Good job! Yeah, oh, thank you. And then um we're doing that because the movie mm-hmm. i don't, a new is version. it in the new version of the yeah. movie? Though it, be, it might be kind of interesting to see the old version of the movie too, maybe, because I know it's black and white from yeah. what I remember. Oh, Um know. anyway, comes out on Netflix in October. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna kind of read the book and then watch the movie.
0: Yeah, that's we'll do another compare contrast for you, right? Like we did with. I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah. So yeah. So Netflix, the movie features Lily James. Oh, yeah. Um, she's from. I can't remember who plays the male lead. She was from Downton Abbey. That's it. Yes. Yep. Um, she was Rose. Yes, but she was also in the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie oh, Society okay. in the Netflix version of that. Okay. So, Lily James, man, she's killing it with she Netflix. Yes. <laughs> So, in any case, we're gonna we're gonna watch the movie. We'll read the book, we're gonna try to read the book. And uh, right. we'll be back to discuss that in episode eight. Woo-hoo. Episode 8, if you can believe it. So we'll be back in a couple weeks with that. Um, in the meantime, if you guys want to stop by the blog at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com, we'll be posting new content for you there on a regular basis. And you can also follow us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is also called Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline. So find us there. Um, and we look forward to discussing Rebecca with you in a couple of weeks. So take care, everybody. See ya.